Hello there, and welcome to the Batman Spoiler Talk. This is where I go into a full-blown spoiler discussion about the, the latest Batman film. And uh, this is where I cover other stuff that I couldn't really talk about in the, uh, in the non-spoiler review. So, it won't be a full-blown talk about every single thing that happens. Just want to talk about a few other things that are going a bit more depth. Couldn't talk about everything because it's a three-hour film and we'd be here all fucking day. And nobody wants that. So... So this will be where I just talk about a few things that stood out as well, go in a bit more depth. And if you haven't seen the film, there is a non-spoiler review which I posted last Saturday, so that will be on there. So, but from full on here, it is full-blown spoilers, so uh, be warned for that. So spoiler discussion starts really now. So what I mentioned in the non-spoiler review was the, the, the early part of the film does atmosphere incredibly well. And, it's not, and even from the opening shot, you've got someone spying on houses there. Originally I thought this was the Riddler, but some people have been saying it's Batman, and, and to be fair, Batman does have this sort of his technology, like his, uh, you find out later on if Batman's got technology where he can actually <clears throat> look out on people like these little eye, uh, eye contacts, which have cameras in them as well, so I, I don't know if it might well have been Batman then for here, but I just really thought this was the Riddler, so he's looking out onto this house, you've got the mayor, he's watching the news and it's the mayor candidates, the, the elections are coming up, and then the Riddler sneaks up on him from behind and he's in the house and then bludgeons him to death with a blunt intervent, very dark start here, you kind of sense the tone as well for that. And you've got as well the, the sinister use of uh, the use of Ave Maria as well was playing in the background as well in, in the early part as well of the film. Very atmospheric, very and a very different type of start from say the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, which had these big huge action scenes to start off, and uh, which really got you into it straight away. Whereas this sets up a bit more atmosphere, and there was a, certainly a lot of menace to that there. So. I also mentioned as well, speaking of atmosphere, that you get the first introduction to Batman, you've got the voiceover as well, that's try to go for the film noir type thing, and it works really well. You talk about who he's sitting there, he's, you see all this little montage and things like that of crooks all out and about, and it's set up, and the first night of the film is on Halloween as well, which is, uh, and of course the long Halloween was the comic that this, or the graphic novel that this film is mostly linked to. So that's, and it's an appropriate one, because this originally was meant to be released, I believe the week before Halloween was the original release date for it, so you can see, before everything started getting delayed, so you can see why they would go for that, and it was quite appropriate to go for that, and the atmosphere is really well done, especially before you see the first Batman appearance, you see the bit when he starts just beating the shit out of these crooks and things. That was fantastic. So that was a brilliant introduction to Batman as well. Just this new, as far as a first introduction to this Batman, this was a tremendous way to show him for the first time. It's always an important way when you get a new Batman, how he's introduced for the first time as well. Like you've got the iconic bit with Michael Keaton in the, at the start of the first film as well. Um, as well, And you've got the way Christian Bale does it as well. That was great as well in Batman Begins and this as well. This was a fantastic way of bringing him in, and as I said, atmosphere was key here. The atmosphere was really, really captured here, and there was again a lot of menace, and you could see how he would strike fear into the hearts of criminals, and he would do he had these little um, vengeance catchphrase, which would also become pivotal in uh, later on as well. 
Uh, also, he, uh, just after this as well, you see him when he goes into the murder scene, he's actually working with Jim Gordon. You see actually Batman just kind of strolling in with cops and things like that, like like a detective, things like that. It's something we've never seen in any of the films before. This was really well captured. This was completely different from what we've seen before. You get to see more of Batman's investigation skills, which, he, as I mentioned in the non-spoiler things, you never really seen a lot in the other films. There's a couple of bits in Batman Begins when he's first starting out when you sort of see him investigating, but other than that, you didn't really see that so much. But... This is really well done here. You can know, I think is what he mentions in his voiceover. He's he's been doing it for two years, and things. So you see, he's already struck up a rapport with Gordon. This works really well. I still think the Batman and Gordon dynamic from the the Nolan trilogy is probably my favourite. But this works really well as well. They've already struck up a trust and a rapport. You've got all the other cops saying, "Come on, who are you doing letting a man? Come on!" But uh, yeah, this was really good. Really atmospheric. And setting things up here, and there was a, another thing I did mention. Sometimes there was a few little issues with the first act, the first hour or so was a was probably my least favorite of the film. And there was a little moment here when you've got like mentioned as well Bruce Batman with his uh, spying technology, and he's like spying on Selena Kyle or whatever, and he actually just watches her getting changed. And I'm thought to myself, this is a bit weird. This was a bit out of place. I mean, not to be. Yeah, and you know, acting offended or anything, but uh, you know, I thought it was just weird. It was out of place, but unusual. I'm sitting doing that. If it had been the Riddler doing this, it would have been a bit. Oh, okay, fair enough. He's meant to be a creep, but you know, Batman, the good guy doing it. I just thought, I thought that was a bit odd and a bit out of place. But whatever, Batman being a person. <laughs> okay, whatever. But uh, that was a bit weird. But um, also as well. Uh, you've got some fun little moments as well when you like go and meet the penguin at the the, it's the iceberg palace and things like that. As and Colin, I've mentioned before, Colin Farrell was great, and this really can't wait for his HBO Max series as well. At this point in time, the film wasn't the pace was kind of leisurely at this point in time, but it was setting stuff up that would pay off later on because you've got uh, Catwoman meets one of the uh, one of the DAs here, I think it was. Can't remember the guy's name. He becomes a, a victim of the Riddler later on, but this is actually setting stuff. At the time, it was a bit leisurely, not the most engrossing, but it does set stuff up later on, and at least it pays off, and it pays off big time later on down the road. Of course, she's investigating as well. Her friend's gone missing as well. This also will pay off later on down the road. So, um, but again, showing the Batman's detective skills as well, showing that coming out, coming into. Russian and as well, they have a good dynamic though. Uh, Batman and Selena Kyle and here they they work really well together. It does it is effective as well. What happens uh, with them as well? Where I think the film really takes off is about an hour in. Uh, we get to the funeral scene, and as well so also just before everything really gets going here, you meet Carmine Falcone for the first time, played by John Turturro. This was great, and he talks as well about how the Wayne. How uh, Thomas Wayne actually saved his life. He was a surgeon and actually uh, took a bullet out of his chest and things like that. So, and you know, we learned that the the Waynes had <clears throat> ties to the Fal- ties to Carmine Falcone, which is something I don't know if that's been done in any other comics or anything like that. But it's nothing that's never been explored in any of the films before. <laughs> the the Waynes were always seen as a beacon of <clears throat> being squeaky clean, particularly if you look at in Batman Begins. You know, the when Thomas Wayne was a uh, a guy who was put up on a, on a, a real pedestal there, so you know, 
now you've got a different side of things. It's like if you're going to reboot things, change things up a bit. So, you know, that was that's something that worked really well here. Of course, the funeral scene was great as well. You've got the car comes crashing through. The other thing to note as well, I should point out, <clears throat> we've got in this scene uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, almost fixated by the kid, the, the guy's father, was, or his father was killed in the opening scene. And as well, even in the, I forgot to mention this, even when Batman was at the crime scene again, he was fixated with this young kid as well because he knows what he's going through after losing his parents like this. He knows what, that was really good, really effective. It also worked as well, did it as Batman, but he also did it as Bruce Wayne. And this was really effective. Some people think they're foreshadowing Robin here. I don't know. I, I don't know if they maybe go down the route of having another Robin and not called Dick Grayson or whatever. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Time will tell. But that was just sort of. I think as well. It was really effective because he shows he, he both in and out of the suit. He relates and he can empathise with this young boy. So I think that was really well done. Done here. And the scene, of course, as well, the, the, the guy then comes up, he's got the bomb strapped to his neck. And this was a tremendous scene as well. You've got, like, Batman with him as well. And then the Riddler's on, on the phone FaceTiming him. So it's, it's so up-to-date, you know, FaceTime and everything like that. The Riddler he sets him the little trap of how he's got to solve the riddles before the bomb blows off. This was great. This was so well done. This was fantastic. Uh, really, really tremendous stuff. Of course, the bomb does go off eventually, and then pretty much straight from this, we go almost straight into the like the the big, the big massive car chase scene that was put in the trailers as well. This was a phenomenal car chase, like when he goes after the penguin. Also, as well, Catwoman finds out that our friend was murdered in there, our, our dead bodies in like a cop's car in the in the boot of that. Um, of course, as well, we've got this tremendous scene where he's chasing the penguin through the. The car chase, the car chase is so prolonged, but it was fantastic. I've seen it in IMAX as well, and this was tremendous. This was so well done, so well shot. The sound design was incredible. The Batmobile was amazing here. Everything about this was top, top drawer. Absolutely loved it. So there you have it. This was great. Really loved it. So we then came to the one of the funniest scenes in the film. It's not a film that's got a ton of humour in it, but here this was definitely some laugh out loud funny moments here when you've got like Batman and Gordon have got the penguin like in handcuffs and things like that. They're trying to figure out this riddle as well. They mentioned something about a flying rodent and they're, they're thinking it's something else. And I, I, immediately I thought, flying rodent, that's a bat, isn't it? It's clearly a bat reference. And of course the riddle always leaves a note at all these crime scenes. Of a note saying for the bat or to the Batman as well, and then there's also thing when penguins take the piss at them because they don't know the difference between the la and la with Spanish, it was actually really good. He's like, and he's just like going, to him, Oh, you're a great dynamic duo, you two. <laughs> it was really good, it was fantastic. Colin Farrell was fantastic in this, really was. Uh, then of course. You, you, you find out as well, he goes to this uh, like abandoned church that used to be an orphanage. Find it like, like Thomas Wayne was running for mayor and things like that, but the Riddler's showing him little things about how the how the Thomas Wayne was worked with Carmine Falcone and they had this journalist killed who was going to show a it was going to reveal secrets about like Martha Wayne was in Arkham was and they were going to reveal secrets basically to try and discredit them but then Thomas Wayne apparently had Balcony kill 
this journalist, and now and then of course the funds from all from what Thomas Wayne was doing for the orphanage would actually would then end up going to Falcone instead, because it turns out the Riddler was one of the people from this orphanage. So there you go. So this was a great scene, though. Well, actually, again, used atmosphere incredibly well, showed it everything. Uh, and it was unfolding the story so, so well here. It just played it for them really well. Just fantastic stuff here. Really loved it. Uh, we come now as well, of course, to... He's, he's shown as... He's then essentially saying that the son will pay for the sins of the father, basically naming Bruce Wayne as his next target. And, and then, of course, we've got a moment where Alfred's opening the mail and things, and it turns out... He's left a bomb for Bruce Wayne, but Alfred is the is the recipient here of this. And at this point in time, I actually genuinely thought to myself, I wonder, because they were changing things up, like they made Thomas Wayne have more of a seedy past and things like that. I did for a split couple of minutes, for a couple of minutes, think actually think, hang on, have they actually went and gone and killed Alfred off? So I genuinely wouldn't have been surprised if they'd done that there. This is the first time I ever thought to myself, actually, they might go ahead and do something like that. So that shows you how well felt done when this film was. I was actually engrossed in it that much. I actually kind of felt like anything goes. Kind of like the way when they killed Rachel Dawes off in The Dark Knight. I get it, she was a, an original character for that. But then again, the love interest in these films never, practically never dies. So the fact they went and done that... And I did wonder if they were breaking the rules and they were actually going to kill Alfred off. Now, he survives, which is great. It also leads to one of, uh, one of the a really great scene as well between Alfred and Bruce Wayne. Because as I mentioned before, Bruce Wayne, for the, he is in the Batsuit for the most of a part of it because he's addicted to being Batman. He, they, they have a scene earlier on when they're talking about how he, he doesn't really care about the Wayne's legacy. It's, it means nothing to him. And even then... And then when Alfred comes to in the hospital, Bruce Wayne, he doesn't ask how he is or anything like that. First thing he says to him, you lied to me, which actually shows there's a bit of a frosty relationship. However, they do still have a relationship there because Alfred basically tells them about how Thomas Wayne made mistakes. He didn't, he never for a minute thought Falcone would do that, kill the journalist, things like that. So it just shows that Thomas Wayne was still deep down inside a good man, but he made mistakes and got in with the wrong people. And it's also now implied that Falcone had them killed, <laughs> had the Waynes killed. So, But this was a great scene. This actually showed up the... This was the relationship between Bruce Wayne and Alfred as well. Sometimes they're a bit spiky with each other, but it's almost like you also get the feeling that Alfred's a really tough, tough bastard, like an ex-SAS man. You get that feeling. You could actually see him... He's still with you've got a younger Bruce Wayne, but you've also got a younger Alfred to go with that. So in future films you could imagine him getting into some fights as well, which actually would be quite cool. See his background as well. So but no, but you know that deep inside he loves Bruce, but he's not gonna take any of his shit. He's just like, Yeah, I'm I'm your butler, but mate, I'm not gonna take your shit. You know, type thing. So this was good, this was really well done. Uh, of course as well. Yeah, I've got, uh, like, Bruce Wayne goes to see Carmine Falcone and things as well. And there's another great scene on top of the rooftop with Batman, Gordon and Catwoman when they've got the the, the bent cop, you know, that um, Falcone's basically got the, all, all the police and he's essentially the mayor anyway because he's got everything. 
money launders everything and he's essentially in charge of everything but uh, she wants to get revenge for her friend's death and Batman's like no we don't kill anyone blah 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 nicely tying in his no kill code thing as well great scene as well when she like kicks him off the kicks him off the roof and things like that but Batman and Gordon do save him but then they go she's going after to kill Falcone it turns out as well she's also the daughter of Carmine Falcone but um, there you go I don't know if that's anything that's ever been done in any of the comics or anything like that, but that was a nice, nice little twist that t- ties everyone in uh, each other. So she goes to see Falcone, and essentially Batman stops him from killing him, but uh, they arrest Falcone, and Falcone's sitting going, hey, hey, can't arrest me, um, I own all the cops in this town, and then he comes up, and then Gordon's led a whole load of cops that actually aren't bent, they actually will arrest them, so that was a great scene, that was a great moment. Although when Falcone's out in the open, the Riddler shoots him from uh, from a window as well, and then you've got as well other. So Falcone does die, but that's basically how they get the Riddler. Riddler wants to get caught here. Essentially, you get to comes to that bit in the in the coffee shop where he's on. Un, he is unmasked, and then you, you know the bit with the the little uh, from the trailer with the the Riddler signal in the in the coffee. Great little scene here. One thing I would also mention is <clears throat> Falcone is, sorry, I actually think a lot of the time, as, as great as the Riddler is as a villain here, and he, as menacing as he was in the costume and the mask, he's actually more menacing out with it. Because you see as well, see later on in that scene when Batman goes to interview him at Arkham, find out it's a great scene as well. And his facial expressions are incredible here. They actually are incredible. Um, so uh, really unnerving. This scene was fantastic. One of the best scenes in the film. Absolutely loved it. And um, so this was great. Even before that, though, we've got a scene when Batman's at his place, looking for evidence and things like that. And he's even got a bat in a cage as well. And that was and you've got it's an unbearable squeal. So that was a a great moment and, and things like that. But uh, yeah, the the back and forth like between Batman and Riddler in that in that scene in Arkham was superb. And then he goes about investigating, finds out there's a load of bombs being placed that's going to like break Gotham Harbour on election night, things like that. Some people had a bit of a problem with the third act. I do wonder if maybe it's because it became a bit more comic booky, or it maybe became. I think the whole plan of the bombs going off in the harbour, uh, flooding everywhere, was kind of the sort of thing you could expect from a Nolan film, like the whole big scale explosion thing whereas the rest of this film had a lot of a, more of a grounded feel but I had I didn't have a problem with this because I love the Nolan trilogy as well so you know I just thought this was great but you know to each their own I thought that but some whereas my only real slight issues were with the first hour some of the pacing in the first hour was it's not it wasn't slow but you know it took me a little while to hit into top gear whereas from the the funeral scene onwards that's when it hit top gear and and then you had this great moment as well, you know, and they're in like Gotham Square Garden, but Batman comes cr- crashing through from the window as well. Classic Batman, that was that was amazing. Sort of fighting off the Riddler's goons, but one of them even turns around and says, I am vengeance. And at that moment, Batman sort of realises that what he's doing isn't inspiring people, it's actually inspiring, it could inspire the other way. And, you know, as well, the other moment, you know, when he's like, helping people in the 
what they were getting underground that were getting almost drowning as well and you see him like carrying this kid and things like that out there he actually then at that moment that's when Bat Batman goes from vigilante to honest to god hero and that was a so brilliantly well done it was so well executed as well and in that moment with the I am vengeance from the Riddler's goon so well done that was such good writing it showed a great progression in the character as well so that was great as well you also get like the, the part of the moment when at the end when the Riddler's talking to someone in Arkham and he's got this very sinister laugh so I think you can put two and two together and guess that this is meant to be the Joker. You never get to see him at this point. It's played by Barry Kenahan. Can't remember his how to pronounce his name, but he was in the Eternals as well. He's a really good, among other things, he's a really good actor. And so and I love the scene. I thought this was a great little Easter egg type thing. I do they never explicitly say that he's Joker. Apparently he's credited as being like inmate, but uh, you can read between the lines. I do wonder if they've just put this in there just to test the waters, just to see how people respond to it. And then, if they like it, they might just bring him in as Joker for future films. Or if not, then they might just, eh, okay, <laughs> pretend it never happened or put him as someone else. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see down the line. But I thought the scene was great. Some people didn't care for the scene a little bit. But, even, but I actually thought it was really well done. It was really effective. It was fun. It was really well done. The other thing I would say is, Maybe it's a bit too soon to keep doing Jokers over over again. You had an amazing Joker with Joaquin Phoenix just three years ago. And I, now, I kind of want that just to stay as a standalone because it was so brilliant and so well done. However, it made so much money and the Joker's an iconic character. They're going to keep wanting to turn things out with that. So I don't have a problem with them doing a new Joker for this, but I'd rather... Uh, but apparently there's going to be a Joker sequel with Joaquin Phoenix, which I'm kind of, I get why it's getting done. But then again, it was so perfect. That one's one you would kind of risk a little bit dragging down with a, a lesser sequel. But I don't know. We'll see what happens, though. We'll see. But I will say this as well. Matt Reeves done a phenomenal job with this film. As I mentioned when I was talking about the Planet of the Apes films he made, he, he can be patient and let things play out and he does actually trust the uh, the audience's intelligence and you see that here in this film. He's done quite a brave film in many ways but he actually nails all the everything well. The big action scenes when they come absolutely snap, they're absolutely tremendous. Robert Pattinson did a wonderful job here as Batman. He was, he was perfect casting for what they were going for, a young Batman on the job who's now kind of wants to disassociate himself from the Bruce Wayne thing. Although when Bruce Wayne gets a bit more extended screen time, like the funeral scene, like the scene with Alfred in the hospital, it absolutely works brilliantly. So there's, there'll be other stuff that was great about this film that I kind of forgot to talk about. Everyone's all, now that Falcone's out of the way, it kind of clears the way for Penguin to take over as the top crime boss, which might be what they do with the what the HBO Max series chronicles, but that'll be great too. So there you go. That's my spoiler thoughts there on the Batman. Absolutely love this film. So much to talk about. And um, if you've made it this far, thanks very much. There prattling on quite a lot there, but hey, it's a three-hour film. <laughs> what can you say? But anyway, thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye.